Hey everybody, this is Kerry Shuck, Keith Heron, and Josh Jackson, and you're listening to The, the Big, Big Boy, Boy Pants Podcast. Season 3. Still. Episode 2. Oh, the athleticism! Hey, big boy. Yeah, I'm a big boy. That's a big boy, sir. I'm a big boy. People who put on their big boy pants. Hey, big boy. Hey, how you doing? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And this is not for the faint of heart. And cut. <laughs> no, here we go. No, All don't right. cut it. No, okay, we're not cutting. Let's don't do it. cut it. Let's roll it. Man, just I'll keep it going. It feels good. It does feel good that we're kind of keeping on track here. We are. We made a plan, and we are sticking to the plan. I'm a, hey, we're men of our word. This is That's for you do. guys. Oh, men of our word. You ever yeah. seen The Dark Knight? Yes. Yeah, who was? Who were you being just I was, then? I was doing the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, okay. I, I can do it pretty good. Do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean my word. Oh, that is good. It's pretty close. You, you've seen Dark Knight? I, I've seen Dark Knight. No I, way. We've talked about this before. Okay. You have. You've that, seen that's, it. You know. It's got Martin Lawrence in it. Yeah. He's yeah. he's in the uh, yeah. mid- medieval time. He goes yeah. back. Yeah. He goes back. Yeah. <laughs> the, I've, I've told... I know No, that's had, the last night. No, that's, that's Black Knight. That's Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, la- the last night is... I'm telling you, we've The had last had... night's got Robert Redford in it, and he plays a general... And Mark Ruffalo's in it. Yes, and he goes to prison. And he goes to prison, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but The Last Castle is the one with, like, Harold and Kumar. I'm telling and you, tra- yeah, <laughs> we've, we've, we've had this conversation on this show about The Dark Knight, The yeah. Last Night, or whatever. Well, yeah, because I had, that's, you know, we'll go back to season one, but the guy I used to work with, one of my producer, he was just this person who didn't want you to yeah. get things wrong. That, I, that's so, the episode I listened to yeah. the other oh, day. Oh, good for you. I did. So, so I'd say like, hey, you remember when Keith Ledger yeah. was the Riddler? And he'd be like, <laughs> oh, he was he was a Joker. It's Heath. And then we'd be yeah. like, yeah, you know, he's in Black Knight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, hang on. We, we Pause real quick. Hello. I'll be there in just a second. About five minutes. I'm so sorry. I told Sarah this morning, hey, after practice tonight, I got to go to Big Boys and then I totally forgot. Do you, no problem, Like man. the gun place? I'll be there in just a second. That'll work. Right, which room are you in in the church? Uh, we're Oh, we're in the youth building. Youth building, perfect. All right. See you, buddy. And that was a little message from our guest. <laughs> He's on his way. Spoiler alert. You don't know who Save he is what, yet, yeah. Prima donnas. Yeah, I know. You, know. you always keep you waiting. We can't get him out of his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll be there soon. <laughs> but that gives us a chance to really talk about a few things before our guest gets here. So... Uh, this weekend was a really fun weekend. What do we do this weekend, Josh? Daddy daughter dance, butterfly kisses. I, okay, <laughs> me, I'm, I'm starting to tear up. No, I'm, I okay, wa- I watched a grown man oh, cry. Oh Lord, I watched about fifty Lord, grown men okay. cry. Oh, I would <laughs> listen. When you, I don't have a daughter yet, so, or, yeah. when you name your your dance butterfly kisses, okay, you're setting it up for every man in there. You, okay, because you know the last song of the night is going to be butterfly kisses and butterfly. Listen, you can make fun of that song as much as you want to. It did not fail. Yeah, you okay? Guys that don't have daughters probably can probably joke about that song, but it kills me. Like that's I don't I can hear that song any (laughs) any moment of any day, and it kills me, breaks me down. Last song of the night. I'm dancing with my two girls. Each girl's got a hold of each leg, and I'm sitting there dancing with them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna cry thinking about it because I looked over, and I looked over at Josh, and he's got both his girls, and he's just he's looking down and talking to him and just dancing. And, uh, oh, <laughs> and I look over at Keith. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, he's really crying. I look over at Keith, and Keith, oh. what'd you say? I said it's gonna get me. It's gonna- and he's got Penny picked up oh. and just wrapped around him. He's hugging her. And it was the greatest moment oh. ever. This is, okay, so when we say gross things and you almost vomit, yeah. <laughs> Butterfly Kisses has got Keith <laughs> it, crying. Oh, that's his th- but, and uh. it, but it was great. I mean, it was like you could watch every daughter in there cling to their dad. Yeah. And it was it was just great. It was a magical and moment. What I'm a great you. night. I'm, and that's, this is the testament to being like a dad and you know as tough as your exterior may be or how you were like when you grew up yeah it having like your kids 
like really I'm makes you, you sensitive. We were driving home, and I might tear up telling this story, but we're driving home, and I said, hey, what was your favorite part about the daddy-daughter dance? And Aubrey goes, without skipping a beat, she goes, the daddy part. And, oh, like, and I'm, I'm telling oh, you, I'm dude. driving. Well, tears <laughs> coming down my face. That like, just, just got me. Oh. You know, I'm just like, I love you guys so much. That's awesome. Lo- you have no idea. Logan, the other day, I don't have a daughter, so I don't get to dance at dances. But um, the other day, he had asked for my help. He's like, Dad, I need this. Can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, you bet. And so I go, I, I forget what it was, um, getting something on TV. And he's like, thank you, Dad. And I'm like, you bet. And he goes, I really like you. Man, I'm telling you. And I was like, these kids really like you too. These kids will change you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was pretty awesome because he only hears like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to become a thing. Like, I love you, you know, but like, it changed to like, he needs to know that. And that's a totally different thing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to love you no matter what. Sure. I don't have to like you, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to love you. Yeah. And when he claims, I like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, and I kind of was thinking, too, because back whenever, like before the tickets for the dance went on sale, you had texted me, you know, reminding me about it. And for a moment, I texted him back and I was like, I was like, you sure, you know, you sure they wouldn't want to do something else? Or or I made, you know, I I said something like that, you know, like, oh, man, we got to do this again. Like just for a moment. But Josh checked me immediately. And Josh was like, man, you he's like, you only got a few years left where she's going to want to do this. You got to take advantage of it, and like yeah. that—that that really put me in check right there. And I was and, and completely that, serious about yeah. it because I'm sitting there going, "Are you kidding me, Keith?" Yeah, right, man. We're we're losing them. Yeah, yep. We're losing them quick. And I mean, and we, thirteen gr- years old—they're they're not daddy's little daughter anymore. Girls probably more than boys because, and I mean, Josh, I mean, you have two girls, so it's. But as the boys grow up into like sports, you can still kind of kind yeah. of hold on to that that's dad's deal but when you got like your girls are in gymnastics cheerleading and you still have one that like is really into sports and yeah. everything but then they kind of will spring off from that it's it's gonna get really tough i i, I know i don't have i might have logan two years past 13 yeah but it ain't gonna be when they start it, getting in that car by themselves man no. it was, i remember it when i was yeah. 16 yep. you know i wasn't home i i oh i, I dread it's, those days it sucks i and you you think about when you're a younger kid that you're getting your freedom and you're hanging out with your friends and everything, but like the Henrys, like when I live with them, I it was my senior year that I got the midnight curfew, but before then it was like ten thirty and eleven, yeah. you know, and I remember coming at ten thirty and opening the door, going up the stairs, and then Kay came right out of her room. She's like, "Hey, hey, how how was it? What'd you guys do? Like, oh, we went here, went here. Oh, did you have fun? Like, well, I'm glad you're home. I love you. And then would go back in and go to bed. Yeah, like you can't sleep. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, when our kids are gone, all we talk about are our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. that's we went there for Thanksgiving, and people I've never met in Florida, they're like, oh, yeah, I heard you did this at spring concert. <laughs> you sang this song and everything. Oh, that's and I'm awesome. like, is that all people? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, Everybody it's just you've got a reputation, Carrie. Well, no, I just meant as no, kids. I, and no, like, absolutely. You, know, you never stop talking. Like, and that's what, if I'm talking to an older gentleman and he wants to show me a picture of his grandkids, I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. You want to show me a picture of your family? You be proud of your family. I'm yeah. going to be proud with you. Yeah. I, I've been at the court, I'm at the courthouse sometimes and I'll start talking to somebody. They're like, oh, you're with me in this, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you got kids? Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Get my phone. And yeah. I, I know that they're like, this guy's a weirdo. And I'll, no. get, I'll get that way when people are showing me the sonograms, you know, when they go get the picture of the baby in the belly and all that. I, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to disappoint you. I sure. know you're happy. That's yeah. why you're showing this to me. Yep. I'm going to give you my undivided attention. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. So. Well, Daddy-Daughter Dance, I mean, it sounds like it was, a, it was a big hit again. It was good. It, you know, I think Mustang has grown so much in the last few years. It's unreal. It's it's The event itself has gotten bigger, and so they had to split it up into two dances. Wow. So they had an early and a late. They, they, they may have done that last year, they too. They did it last year. They have a 530 and a 730. So the people at the 5.30 say they usually go to the dance, and then they go eat. Well, we go opposite. We eat, and then we go to the dance. Yeah. Gotcha. So you guys do the later one? Yeah. We did the later one, but both of them sold out. Yeah. And now, so, the 5.30 sold out in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Is that the earlier that's one? That's the early yeah. one. Okay. That's the early okay. one. 5.30 and? 7.30. 7.30. Okay. So two. So it's two-hour dances? They're, They're an hour and a half. Hour and a half, half each. Okay. 
but man, I'm it is packed. Yep. I don't know how many tickets they sell, but that is a money making deal yep. for the city of Mustang or the Parks and Recreation. You know, I will say when you guys talk about Mustang growing so much as it is, it really is. And from a standpoint as a realtor, if you're looking <laughs> to move to the Mustang area because it's growing so much, cost of acreage has gone up considerably in the last couple of years. Well, you can contact us at the Shuck Real Estate Team with Show OKC Real Estate, and we'll tell you, we'll get you a CMA and everything we can to get you in the right place. You get a country music award? (laughs) (laughs) You do. (laughs) What's that number? That number is 405-255-4530 or 405-306-0676. Call the professionals and we'll get you where you need to be. And if you've heard that commercial, it's because they played a lot on 96.1. Do <laughs> No, no. It's like, that was Brooks and Dunn with My Maria. Now, hey, if you're looking for uh, to get into a new home, let's talk about like, real estate. I love how you went with My Maria. Yeah, how great of a song is My Maria? No, here's, here's what. The other day, so I'm in the shower the other day, and I just, like, random songs will hit me. Yeah. And so Logan, he's been waking up at 3 a.m. and coming into our room and everything. Well, I wake up early, and I'm in the shower. And my Marie hits me. So I'm saying, my Maria. And then I gets the Marie. And so he gets in the shower and he hits it. He's like, Daddy, what you singing? And I said, my Maria by Brooks and Dunn. He's like, I said, do you like it? Oh, yeah. Sing it again. So the whole day I was like. I know. Yeah. My Marie. So the whole time. Oh. Yeah. So he he likes it now. Oh, Who would you like yeah. better, Brooks or Dunn? Oh, uh, probably. Br- Kicks, oh, no. Kicks Brooks and, and Ronnie Dunn. Yeah, I like Dunn. Yeah. yeah, I'm a dumb guy. I'm a Kicks Brooks guy. You are okay. Yeah, the the '80s haircut with Ronnie Dunn. Yeah, mm-hmm. really doesn't work with me. <laughs> That's more of an Alabama feel. Okay, and hey, you know, but Dunn had some really good song, and I but Kick Brooks has that one. It's like uh, she got the t top Camaro yeah. and the you know all that. So yeah, that yeah. was a good song. But was that Kicks Brooks? Right? Isn't isn't he the guitarist or is Dunn? he's the one that wears the hat? No. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the, the. But I don't think that was his song. That was uh, I can't remember. But I don't think that's Kicks Brooks. That's you're gonna have to sing it for our guest. I'm sure he'll know. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. look up the. No, lyrics, don't cheat. But... Don't cheat. Don't don't look. Well, at, don't I don't Google know. That, I'm trying. No, I'm just trying to think of the words. Oh, okay, okay. Because I can't even think of the how it goes. Well, anyway, getting back to the <laughs> keep you get, daddy talking about yourself. <laughs> getting back to the the daddy daughter dance. Um, yesterday in our small group here at church. We had a really good conversation about um, the things that we that we do as parents. Um, you know, the, our guest has just joined us. Uh, everybody, come on, you can jump right. To on just in. jump right in. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and welcome Ryan Summers to All the right, to the Ryan podcast. Summers. Get those headphones he just on, on those big headphones, boy. But it's okay. I'm talking about HIV and AIDS tomorrow at the school. So oh, that's, well, that's, that's where <laughs> that's we were good, at. That's, that's where we're going to go. That's a good oh. segue to what we're about to talk about. <laughs> Get right up on that I mic apologize. there, Ryan. I apologize for No, basically like, what we're doing. Bring t- it in close. We, bring it in we close. started there talking about the daddy daughter dance and oh, yeah. you know, basically how we're gonna lose our kids in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Go. Rock my world, little country girl. Oh, okay. rock my world. Little okay. country. Who sings it? I, I think it's Kick Brooks. I I haven't looked it up, I just remember the song. Let's look it up. His name is Kicks. I, Kicks. I, I, I said kick. Yes, I it's Kicks. Like the cereal, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Now, Brooks. I, I know he's a big listener. And he's I written in a few times. Doug, you think a Doug sang that? Yeah, but I don't like think Wyatt. No, no, <laughs> well, no. We'd know if Doug Wyatt. We'd probably hear him singing it from here. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hey, he, what age should you start taking your daughter? I don't think you can take them until you're three. Three. They're, they're three. three. Okay. Yeah. So next year will be perfect. Okay. For you. Yeah. She'll be four. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know she missed out. Now, Annalie Aubrey missed out on a couple of years. Annalie missed knew the one she was missing out on. Because she wasn't old enough, and like she missed it by like two weeks, mm. her first year that she knew about the daddy daughter dance, and she was ticked when me and Aubrey left, dressed up, raring to go. The I, number two on the list of top four kicks Brooks songs. There it is. Rock my world, little, little country, country girl. It, man, you you're thinking it, of man. you're thinking of Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. I don't know what I'm thinking. That's sad. That's Joe Diffie, right? Joe Diffie. Welcome to Earth, yep. Third Rock from the Sun. Okay, we're, we were talking about daddy-daughter dance. Yeah, and then we were talking about how yesterday in our small group we had a conversation. I mean, I came in late, of course, like I always do. But, but you had the line of the day. Did I? Well, thank you. 
Thank you. I try to to, to leave everyone well, with I some don't words even, of I wisdom. I haven't even heard of Keith's line. I've just <laughs> well, heard of Josh's great line. I don't line. Even remember. Um, well, the the conversation was about. I mean, at least the part that I heard yeah. um, was about how busy we can all be. Mm-hmm. How tough it how, is to manage work and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's and tough. how we we can be worn out and come home, and we're still expected to give more. Yeah, you know, to our family, to our to our kids. And that was our topic of discussion yeah. of how 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 can we manage that? Yeah, and yeah, so. and and so it was really it was really a good topic because i mean everybody deals with it everybody um moms dads it doesn't matter yeah what are some ways that you uh that you help that you deal with that keith said your kids really appreciate you if you ignore them for a few weeks (laughs) (laughs) what i said was (laughs) no i said i said if you ignore your kids for a while then they really appreciate it when you pay attention to them (laughs) which is so true it's a good that's a good that's a good point too but but we don't. No, nobody do that. Don't ignore no. your kids. Don't ignore your kids. You wanna. You wanna make sure you put in the extra effort. Welcome to this week on the Big Boy it is Podcast, tough. where <laughs> Keith loses his kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we talked about how tough it. It, it is tough when you've given a hundred percent into your job for a solid eight hours, and then you come home, and you've got one, two, three people that expect you mm-hmm. to give a hundred percent when you get home as well. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those, like, you know, how do we do that? And my how, answer, my, how do we do it? My answer was very blunt, and that's just how I feel about it, is that you just dig down deep and you do it. You you get it done. You you make sure that you're not putting more into your work than you would your kids. My kids are raring to go when I get home. They haven't seen Dad in eight hours. They want some Dad time. You know, a wise man once said, Stop wallering in your vomit. Stop wallering. Yeah, that's it. Stop wallering in your vomit. You're going to pass out before you die anyway. That's it. There it is. And so so just just do it. You know, take that time. You're going to you you need to be tired when you go to bed. Yeah. yeah. If if you're not tired, don't go to bed. Earn you know, it. I you're not, Go ahead. Yeah. I can fall asleep anywhere when I'm tired, okay? Yeah. So but and that's what it is. You give a hundred percent. You come home. You give a hundred percent, and you don't hold anything back. Yeah. If you've got to go to bed exhausted, go to bed exhausted. And if you need twenty minutes when you get home, take that twenty minutes. But don't take a full four hours of sitting in a recliner and missing out on these kids' lives that you're not going to yeah. have for very long. Yeah. You don't have it very often. And at the end of the day, when it gets all said and done, if you retire from your job and or you've moved on to another job or something like that, there's those people that will always be there and they're the ones that are your kids they're going to call you dad so yep. the people at work their faces are going to change names are going to change it's those that you yep. and they're going to remember it you know mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you ryan summers can remember that his dad was at every game that oh, he yeah. ever had yeah and i guarantee rubbing you my back yeah rubbing your back <laughs> rubbing your but back. i can guarantee you there's that kid that his dad didn't come to any of his games and yeah. he will remember that yeah my wife forever. Was, my wife was eating with a girl tonight and i'm not going to go into all the details but it's amazing teenagers in our youth ministry they they remember they know when they're it, it makes a huge impact i mean 16 17 18 years later yeah. still struggling with it in a huge way yeah, it's yeah. it's it breaks my heart, but I think that has changed me more than anything, probably. Yeah, yeah and you, and you can you can talk to the kids that that wish their parents cared. Mm-hmm. You've got the kids that oh my mom's mom and dad gave me a curfew. I got to be home at ten, and you've got that other kid that's going, man, I wish my parents cared enough mm-hmm. to give me a curfew. Yeah. So, yeah. Ryan, what are some ways? Because you're you're a youth pastor. How long have you been a youth pastor? Man, this May will be twelve years. Twelve years. Um, a baker's dozen. A ba- <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's thirteen. Yeah, and then... <laughs> that would be a regular dozen. Yeah. Well, so so in twelve years, because um, your job, you've got not only your your family, you've got your wife, your kids, but then you have all these other kids, mm-hmm. and it's not limited to just the times that we have service here right. at the church. Well, and then Sarah teaches seventh grade English. Yeah, and so as Josh knows, then every of course everywhere we go in Mustang now, it's oh, I had your wife as a teacher. Or, yeah. Probably yeah. more kids know her than me, but well, so so how do you manage all of that and make sure that you're giving yourself a hundred percent to your kids when you? My youth pastor said something the one time that was really profound. He said, "The morning is my time with God, um, the day is my time with for the church, and then the evening is my time with my family." And so I try to guard that. I don't go to near as many kids activities as I used to so like okay. when I f- until until Cooper was born literally 
especially during football season, Monday night was ninth grade football games. Tuesday night was seventh grade. Wednesday mm-hmm. night was church. Thursday night was you know eighth grade, and then Friday yeah. night was high school. You know, so it was constant, um, and so that has changed a lot. So I've had to make sure. Um, I've heard people say before, you know, if I'm not going to spend so much time getting everybody else's kids to heaven that I don't make sure my own do. That's true. And so, and I and I would say, you know, Pastor McNabb talks a lot about burden. And one of my big burdens has has is not only students but helping other parents be good parents because I think it's because I've realized working with students is important. But man, if you can help their parents, because you have to think about it, there's a lot of people who are who are parents who did not have a parent that helped, who really was a yeah. great parent to them. Yeah, and so that can be challenging because you know you get a new car, you get a booklet for it, you buy a new gun, you get a user's manual. They just hand you a kid, you right. know, <laughs> and, and we'll so, do with this. yeah, so that's what I value. You know, even you guys, there's been times all, all three of you and different people like, Hey, how did you do this? You know? And so I think that's important, but that's the big thing. It's just, that's going to be my priority. And then yeah. as I was thinking here, I was, I was thinking about how awesome our church league softball team used to be. I mean, oh, we yeah. were pretty talented. <laughs> yeah. We could have, we could have really done oh, some man. things. Things like that are things that were the, some of the first things to go, yep. you know, and, yeah. and I hate it because I mean, that was that was honestly one of my favorite things to ever do was to play church league softball. But that like this year, I went to the OU game for the first time in three years. And it's just because, I mean, I yeah. had that's other that's a treat now. That's that's yeah. something you Without used a, to do regularly. Golf is a treat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I got offered four tickets to the OU Texas basketball game. Josh Drew. Josh I Drew. got them too. Yeah, yeah I pr- I'm sure I got them after you got offered them. <laughs> I'm sure you were offered them first. You guys Josh no Drew. I get invited. <laughs> <laughs> how do you th- how do you think his his schedule what's his, goes? Like, what's the pyramid? Like, yeah, what's the pyramid? Of like, <laughs> he always calls me first because no, he knows Josh I'm going to say no. It's Josh Jackson That's first why. every yeah. time. And but it, but he, it's because I say no every time, and it's not that I want to say no. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to go in a, to an OU basketball game. Yeah, and it yeah. was but OU Texas. Too. OU Texas, but we had a soccer game, mm-hmm. or no, we had a basketball game, and then we had futsal, and you know. I, I'm not going to give up watching my kids play right. basketball or futsal. What's going. futsal? <laughs> futsal is basically indoor soccer. Okay. With a, the ball's a little bit weighted. Um, How do you spell it? F U T S A L. And so what the this ball is new to me. Yeah, what the ball is, is like if you drop a soccer ball from four feet, it'll bounce two feet. Okay. If you drop a futsal ball from Four feet. Is it, is it foot? Foot. Foot salts, okay. Brazilian. It's like if you say yeah. football. Football. Yeah. Foot. Foot. Is there a little line over the nope. U? Oh, okay. Whoa, yes, no. Might be. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an accent mark. Okay. I thought you were going to like a hyphen. But but if you drop a futsal ball Foots. from four four feet, it'll Foots bounce salt? about four inches. Oh, okay. So, that, I mean, it's just a little, little more dense. You don't really feel the weight difference, yeah. but you can feel the weight difference. Okay. Do they have this for adults? They do. Okay. They do. There's a, actually... Um, Sign us up. A sports house here in Mustang. Um, they, that's all they do is futsal, and that's where my kids go. Great facility. If your kids are in soccer, get them in futsal. It's all about footwork. But okay, enough on the plug. On I that. digress. But, um, <laughs> that was so your commercial plug. Yeah. Right? Where, so where <laughs> that, we that going place with you're this? running? Anyway, I, I'm not going to miss one of their games to right. go watch yeah. some college kids play that I don't even know. Yeah. Good point. And I think for me, like, I really enjoy coaching Cooper's uh, baseball team. Yeah. Wrestling was fun because I just showed up and kicked him out the truck and he went in and I had yeah. no responsibilities. <laughs> so then you worry about people at church. You know, my, Sarah's this week's parent teacher conferences. So, Josh, you know yeah. how that, that week goes. It's busy. Sarah's meeting with his girl. So then you also have kids in your team that are sick. So you're worried about then you text them. So I have to be careful that my wife doesn't get all my leftovers. Yeah. Um, so, but. Now, my wife knows that if we're going to re- be recording, you know, she's probably not going to get any leftovers or anything. Mm-hmm. We do record late because we put our kids to bed yeah. and we come up here and we record. So we're not taking time out of that for for something we're trying to promote Thanks for here pointing that out. As the Big Boy Pants yeah, podcast. Yeah. It's one in the morning. Yeah, our right families now. are all asleep. <laughs> they are. You know what I really want to do when my kids are gone, though? What? I want to have, I want to ref. I want to, like, it would be, how fun would it be if we were, like, Friday night football? Just, like, just a whole crew right <laughs> here. Oh, man. And then go eat at, like, little town somewhere, go eat in whole new restaurants. I think yeah. that would be so much fun. Yeah, man. That'd be good. I mean, Keith's going to have to brush up on his uh, football. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, they've got new hand signals. I remember no sitting up there in the booth, and uh, <laughs> your uncle, Gary, was like, what's that? And I was like, I have no clue what that is. And he went online on his phone, and he's like, oh, that looks like it's a 
it's it's not it's like a chop block like kind of play, but they have a new hand signal yeah. for it. So we were all in the booth. I didn't even say anything. I'm like penalty on the play because yeah. I don't even know what they're doing now. Kerry is the voice of the Broncos. If you haven't heard that, yeah. And if you my, didn't know, my so, uncle Gary Jackson, yeah, calls for Kerry. Yeah, you know, yeah. if there's a tackle on the play, Gary will read off the number and the name, and that way Kerry knows it's, what to it, say. It's not even. I don't really do anything but say what Gary says. Because at first he would just say the number. He'd be like, uh, JoJo Sylvester and like his number. Yeah. And now he's like, JoJo Sylvester on the tackle. And I'll be like, JoJo Sylvester on the tackle. He's he, just mo- trying to move right on into that mic. Dude, I'm, at some point he just takes it from me because he'll be like, quarterback, Trent Edwards brought down by JoJo Sylvester in the backfield. And I'm like, But isn't it funny, like after game two or game one, he doesn't even look at the sheet anymore. Oh, no. He, he knows everything. He's just got the binoculars. He could tell you what street they live on. <laughs> if, if you want to know anything about any OU football player from 1964 and up, he can tell you where they came from, what high school they came from, what position they played in high school. It's, I don't know, he's like Rain Man. I wow. hope he never wants to stop doing it because <laughs> I don't have that ad lib in me. I, I can do the plays. But when he does his thing, I'm like, ooh, this is just – this is good. You know, he this can thank golden. Keith and Carrie or Keith and Josh for that because we passed up on <laughs> we that. We did. <laughs> when I, Carrie asked me to do that, and I was, you were mad. We passed man, up. Man, I was like, I immediately my palms got sweaty. Like that was a. I, I made a phone call. I'm driving to a courthouse, and I figured they they tell me I can have two spotters, and I was like, oh, well, who I'm gonna call? And so I call them, and I'm so excited. I'm like, hey guys. Two spotters. You get to sit up in the booth with me. It's easy. You just tell me numbers. And, and as soon as you said that, I'm telling you, I started sweating. <laughs> oh, like the pressure there, from that. There was 30 seconds of awkward silence of no one saying anything. <laughs> I was dry heaving. Keith was crying. He was listening. To, you interrupted Butterfly Kisses on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Uh, before you showed up, Keith started crying. <laughs> hey, ask him about Butterfly Kisses and, say, and seeing no, Josh and his do kids. Do you don't get do that it. nervous when Josh Drew calls with tickets to basketball? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I don't want to say no. And especially if you have nothing to do. Yes, there's nothing to do tonight. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Oh, no. no. <laughs> just kidding, Josh. I'm going to just start taking them and then calling you guys. Yeah. Hey, who wants four tickets? Or just sell them. <laughs> yeah. Take them and sell them. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad I have him. But, yeah, you guys could have been up there. And then Josh had to come up one night yeah. because it was OU Texas and Gary had tickets. And it was so easy. So and Josh was just like, I can't believe I said no. I regret everything. <laughs> and I remember I, he tried to pay me that night. And I was like, no. Mm-mm. No, this is this is on me, bro. Yep. Yeah, you get paid a little bit of money. Yeah, no big deal. Well, so so it's important to spend time with your kids. There everybody. we go. <laughs> get back, back, back on that. Go. Hey, so let me ask you this because you mentioned coaching um, yeah. your son's uh, yeah your coach pitch team now is what it is. So, but um, my son Ben still plays t ball, mm-hmm. and um, which is very respectable. It's it's yeah. in, in its own right. Um, he doesn't like to try. Mm-hmm. Is that something I can? coach into him like how do i because like, you know he, he he'll go out well like yesterday we went out um to this little dowden park mm-hmm. and we set up the tee and i i got him hitting and about six seven swings in he wants to go play on the slide yeah, yeah he's you, still five. First off you got to go somewhere there's no slide i've learned yeah. that okay okay yeah i've That's learned that good. with Annalie because we went up to valley yeah, and practiced, and it was every swing. Hey, can we go? Can we go play now? Yeah, it's like no, we didn't come out here to play. Right. So, well, we uh, there's that. lesson number yeah, one. I think it's important to keep a friend. Mike Britton told me this, talking about you know having other people who's speaking here. He said, "Hey, if Cooter, oh my gosh, Cooter, sounds like you were late again." Okay, can so we delete that part? Ryan, no, no, <laughs> Ryan, scooter, scooter. Ryan, that's, that's gonna make the yeah, cut. Ryan's son is named Cooper, and Mike Brenton's son is Scooter. I was trying to be all philosophical to yeah. say Cooter. Okay, so Mike Brenton, <laughs> he was a beloved character on Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. It's good. We're fine. Anyways, he said I only uh, mentioned playing uh, catch or hitting with Scooter if he mentions it. And so okay. I think that keeps it fun. Yeah. You know, because I can tell, I can tell when even when Cooper is, I'm really paranoid now, <laughs> when Cooper is getting a little, you know, but then if they don't like it, hey, move on and, you know, yeah. something else might be their thing, but. Okay. There's, there's no doubt in my mind, like Robbie and I, the other night were sitting there and Logan was pretending to play piano, like mm-hmm. as we're eating. And then he starts singing like songs, but 
I've taken it. We've gone to T-ball. We've had soccer once. We're starting soccer with I-9 Sports coming up this weekend. And he has no interest in sports. So, I mean, I know what's going to happen. I mean, he's going to play sports, but he's never going to be the star. He's only going to be in it to, you know, for exercise. And I think that music is going to be what it is. This year, Cooper got into wrestling, and I mm-hmm. never wrestled in my life. I don't know anything about it. I loved it, but I, I couldn't help him. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know anything about it, but, you know, he... Uh, so, so so I shouldn't be too worried then with him, because I feel like he would really like it if he gets to that point where he understands it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's still at that point where he knows he goes out there with his friends. Does and they he enjoy the fun. game and everything? He has fun during a game because he's out there with his buddies. We started you know, doing so. stuff in practice, too, where we'll play dodgeball or we'll do, um, you know, just different. We have that four-way grinder game at church. Don't Google that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we'll uh, do some of that stuff, and I think that yeah. makes it fun. Yeah. They enjoy it, you know. So, so I have to I have to really make sure. It's so easy, I think, in Little League sports for it to become about the dad's ego. Sure. You know, so they're yeah. not. Especially I'm if you're a dad that. and a coach. Oh, like, yeah. It really becomes about your ego. Yeah. Because you feel like, you know, this is – it all rides on me, but they're yeah. not handing out any scholarships yet. I, no, I, w- no. I, I coached the T-ball team, and there was one kid that never listened. He would cry about hitting. He would just run out in the field and just run in circles, and that was my kid. And so, <laughs> first week, I didn't I, see that coming. Like he's out there just running. I'm like, just forget about him. He'll he'll figure it out. <laughs> he'll do his thing. He'll he just runs. And so all the other kids, I'm like, okay, Harper, this is how we hold the bat, and they yeah. all got better. And Atlee Schoonmaker was like my MVP because she could just get it just and then chunk it, you know, to first uh, – the the girl at first couldn't catch. Like, right. I mean, none of them really know how to catch, but because she has Grayson, her older brother, mm-hmm. she's seen it for all this time. Yeah. That, like, the first hit to her was catch, and then she just turned and chunked it. Grayson's a part of a really good ball club, too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah he's got a good coach. <laughs> so she's had a good coach. And I, the Logan kid, he's just <laughs> running around doing circles and – was there, uh, Ryan, was there an age where Cooper, um, where he, where you felt like he really clicked, it clicked with him? Talking about baseball. Um, was there an age that it clicked where you, like, he really decided he liked it? So our first year, we're for you, and we had one kid, or we were four-year-olds. We had one kid on our team who was six, and so there's five and under, but we were playing six and under teams because oh, we had okay. one kid. It was horrible. We thought, our kids are horrible. Um, Cooper, I mean, I'm just honestly, Cooper's pretty athletic, and so he's always enjoyed it. Um, yeah. His mother is super competitive. I'm competitive, but his mom is way competitive. So it's always been natural for him. Okay. And so, um, would you say that's probably accurate, Josh? I mean, as far as absolutely. For, so he's so that's that's been something where um, sports was you know Sarah played sports a lot, um, and I, and I play sports a lot, so it came natural to him. Okay. And but what so, about the kids on your team that it didn't come natural, but now are decent ball players yeah there's there's a couple yeah and there's several kids on our team who it's amazing how much progress they have made and so for me being completely honest cooper being one of the better kids on the team it does make it awkward when you're the coach but i think that's the thing that i have to remember okay it doesn't come as as natural maybe maybe for everybody but yeah. there's some kids that have really really progressed and so i try to keep it I try to keep it fun, you know. There's there's that balance. Me and Josh always talk about when you're when you have a sports team, you have to find there comes that age where you either have a have a ball club or you have a ministry. And yeah. so it's kind of like, all right, which one? So it's a little bit of both. But the main reason why I coach my son's team is because even at 7 years old, 6 years old, there are some teams that are playing literally every single weekend. You know, they're never at church. They're playing all the time, playing 50, 60, 70 games and Ugh. and we did not yeah. did not want to do that. So that was that was the big reason why I kind of started coaching because I wanted to be able to, you know, control that. So, but okay. it, it just came naturally, naturally for him. I just have to make sure that I don't push him too so, much. And so with my son at, at five years old and he says he likes it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just, I, I guess I get frustrated with him not mm-hmm. trying hard. And so I shouldn't, I shouldn't worry so much about that. I don't think so. Okay. I think if you, you slow it down for him, yeah. teach him the fundamentals of it. At five years old, the coach has 12 players out there. Yeah, That's hard to get one-on-one time to teach one kid fundamentals just to swing the bat. Yeah. So if you uh, you look it up on YouTube and just say, you know, how to learn how to swing. Yeah. And they will break it down. We do three steps. We do a load, a step, and a swing. And I broke that down for every girl Mm -hmm. when I have them bat and it has made them ten times better. 
their confidence goes way up mm -hmm. because they're not trying to do 15 things at once where they're trying to load, step, and swing all at the yeah. same time. Break it down, make it easy for them, and just build their confidence with that. And then it'll come natural where all that comes together Yeah, to where they're loading, striding, and swinging all at the same time. Yeah, and we had like people like, oh, your your kids are running to the base instead of throwing it. My thing was, if they just know where to go with the ball, that's yeah. a win yeah. for me. Yeah. And so I was like, well, practice throwing later and let's let them have fun and yeah. and i think try to keep practice short and fun and lots of candy bars and that's where we're at i get made fun of a lot by my siblings because i don't care if logan is good at soccer i don't care if he's good at t-ball yeah. i don't care at the end of the day if it, you know i just want him to there's times he just kind of throws a fit and doesn't want to be out there so i've told robbie I'm like i don't know if it's working we need to do something else so I'll be like, okay, we need to leave. We need to be done with this. But everybody takes it as I'm mad that he's not doing well. Yeah. I could care less. And, like, I remember my brother Henry saying one time, he's like, yeah, I remember when Uncle Mick was three years old and he was just hitting home runs? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's not my point. Mickey I just, Mantle, that is. The, the, I'm just, it's not my point. No I just, I want him, him to, yeah. I, I just want him to find his niche and right. then to be good at it you know and i, mean, I, yeah. I say that all the time like if if softball's not their thing mm -hmm. then don't do it yeah but I, and we had a girl named maggie on our team she was three years old hated softball loved the environment of there's a bunch of girls were having fun was she the one who called you toach yeah toach hey toach <laughs> i don't like softball toach but um but what I love about her parents is they they it was halfway through the season where she was just like i hate this and her mom and dad made her stick it out. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to quit. You've committed to this. We're not going to make you do it forever. But yeah. you are going to finish out the season because that is what we committed to. I, You know, she was four years old by the time the season was over with, which is very, very young. But that is a great lesson for somebody to learn, right, at four years old, to stick it out. You know, you, you yeah. can't just quit in the middle of it. You're going to finish what you started. We're not going to make you do it if you don't want to do it but you're not going to quit right now. One of my favorite stories, I think you guys all know Chris and Kim Spillman. Um, he's a K-9 officer. Well, Cody loves football. Talk about OU football. There's probably nobody that knows more. Yeah. And Cody probably would be like a Rudy. You know, he has a lot of heart, just doesn't yeah. quite have the, the body to do it and everything. But so he, in ninth grade, he decided he wasn't going to do football anymore. But he got involved in JROTC, and he has excelled, or excelled and succeeded in that. And it's just been really cool to see the windows that or the doors that that has opened up and maybe some windows too, but the doors that that's opened up for him. And he, I mean, I have no doubt he's going to get scholarships and he's got all of the team atmosphere and everything he's gotten from that. So there's just, there's a wide variety of things that for your kids to be involved in. One of the things that really irritates me is I see a lot of parents like at six and seven years old, say start specializing. Oh, he's going to, you know, do wrestling all year long. Cause that's what he's going to be. He's like, how do you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, let your kid, you know, let your kid figure out, you know, um, what they're what they want to do i say try it all that mm -hmm. yeah and you guys know that's what we do with our kids our yeah. kids are like hey i want to try soccer i don't know anything about soccer and so we try soccer they love it hey i want to try you know t-ball i want to try this i want to try basketball well we're doing basketball t-ball soccer futsal we're doing all that and tumbling all at the same time and it's their choice they want to do it it's like hey if you don't want to do it don't do it and they're like no i like it so and that's, uh, I'll let them try whatever they, if mm -hmm. they want to try tennis right now, I'm in. They want to try golf, I'm in. And you guys know when I'm in, <laughs> you're I'm in. You're all, all in. in. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. I, Robbie and I have had that discussion. Like, he's going to try yeah. everything. If it's one season of like soccer and he does not want to do it, you yep. know, we're not going to keep calf roping. I, I'll try it. Yeah. I'll try it. I mean, <laughs> hey, I've, I've, uh, mutton bust. What's the when you ride the pig? Ride the sheep. Ride the sheep. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. mutton busting. Bust. I've yeah. mutton busted before. Yeah, you know? I thought that was bulldogging. I was I, I was in eighth grade at the time, but <laughs> a bunch of I mean, six year olds a... out there <laughs> against a fourteen year old. Guess around, who won that one? Around my house, we got a different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, bulldogging means yeah. something else around my. If your name is Cooter, you go bulldogging. You are gonna play a little game of cornhole and then bulldog. <laughs> Remember that in class when uh, Keith was? We were talking about playing cornhole, and Keith goes. Man, if my wife said we were going to play cornhole, I'd think I hit the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> that, cornhole must be a new thing. Like, no, it's, it's not, no, like beanbag toss was always a thing, but when did they start calling it cornhole? I think it's been called cornhole for a long time, but people in the 
90s were like, man, just call this beanbag toss. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it got back to like the 2010s and they when were they like, When they started man. having the tournaments on yeah. ESPN. <laughs> it's like, guys, this is really called cornhole and we're not calling it beanbag toss. Have you seen the tournaments? Oh, yeah. they're yeah. Dude, Those guys existed. hit the hole like every, every time. time. Yep. I'm just sitting there like. They'll hit the hole and then they'll block the hole. And then they'll block, like yeah. the next one is a block and they'll sit yeah. there like, oh, that was a great shot by Chipper. <laughs> yeah. like, how? It's a timeless game that goes back to the 1600s. <laughs> where the young squires about town would toss their corn cobs into the hole. <laughs> uh, all right, well, what were we talking oh, sorry. about? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Let's, let's flip it a little bit. Let's, let's, uh, let's flip it and reverse it. What's up? I don't know. But let's go to another topic. <laughs> I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse. I wanted to ask Ryan this question because yeah. um, you've been a, a pastor, a youth pastor for 12 years. Yeah. So that me- it's 2019, so you've been doing this since 2007? Yes, and then for a few years before that, we volunteered and did some volu- like part-time stuff. Okay. So, yeah. It's good okay. math. Thanks, man. Baker's doesn't. So, so <laughs> what's different yeah. about kids today? Yeah. than when you started uh, youth pastoring? Man, in a, in a lot of ways, kids are totally different. Um, a lot of people talk about millennials, and actually the kids that are in our youth group today, youth ministry, um, the kids that are in our schools, the kids that we're raising, are not actually millennials. They're Gen Z, which is totally, totally different. Gen Z. Generation Z. Um, okay. there's, a, there's a book out there called, um, uh, Josh, what was that book? Meet. Uh, Meet Generation, Generation Z. Yeah, Z. we got for our youth leaders, and it's, it's it's very eye opening. They're very 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 different. Um, I actually Googled a couple of things because Josh well, told me when, we're talking about. When would Generation Z have started? So that would be nineteen ninety six to two thousand and fourteen. Okay. If you were born ninety six two thousand fourteen, but so technically, um, yeah. So, um, but what it, they're saying is Generation Z is going to be the last generation we see. Like there, there's not going to be like a generation start over A or whatever because okay. everything changes so fast now. Yeah. So Generation Z, a couple of things that would highlight them would be they've always been wired. They've they only know life with cell phones. Yeah. So in fact, our our age is kind of unique because we are a little bit when you when you read. Uh, you know, I was born eighty three. I think all of us were around there. I was eighty three. We grew up yeah, without me too, cell. Me too. Okay, we we grew up without <laughs> cell phones, but then <laughs> we grew up without cell phones, but then in social media. But then when we were in what. Late high school, college is when social media and cell phones were. Big. I mean, yeah. did you guys have cell phones when you were in high school? No, <laughs> no. I mean, we, I didn't. I mean, like maybe my junior. Senior Josh year. had a pager. My, I had a pager. My freshman year of college, I got a cell phone. Now my wife had a cell phone through high school. And then, so when we were in college age, that's when Facebook came out. You had to have a dot edu, yep. I think, to even have it. So, so this generation always had phones. Um, they've always had internet. Yeah, they've always had, and so because of that, this is something that this isn't even a religious website, but they've. And this is kind of maybe a little awkward, but but porn is a huge part of their life because they have so much access to it. Um, and so there's that. They're they're very diverse. They're very accepting of all different um, sexualities. They're pretty independent. This is interesting. It says that Generation X, which was before them, they were repeatedly warned about helicopter parenting, and so this is something that's really big for Generation Z. A lot of times their parents give them plenty of space. So I see students today making more decisions than they've ever made. When I was growing up, I mean, there was very few decisions that I had to make. We're going to church. We're going to go here. You're going to school. And parents stay like, well, I don't want to force them to do that. I don't want to make them do that. So that's a big um, a big deal. Then they're very justice-minded. Um, they want to make a difference in the world. Um, they, want to, they want to do something. So this was an interesting thing. When, when I first came here, People were more consumers of the internet, consumers of YouTube. Now everybody wants to have a YouTube channel. Everybody's so, a contributor now. Yeah, they've gone from consumers to now everyone's a producer. They want to they want to make content. Mm-hmm. Does, okay. that, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so that's a big that's a really really big difference. Um, There's probably uh, a lot of like um, like ego there then too. Like yeah, it is. And but I mean, everybody has a computer, so they can easily you know. Um, they can make their own music. They can make their own yeah. videos. I mean, obviously, you it's know, super easy to upload this podcast. By yeah. the way, just <laughs> yeah. so everybody knows. I mean, I bet a lot of the kids today—they've never bought an album. Like they don't—they just buy the song they yeah. want. They yeah. don't buy, or they just—they yeah. use a streaming app, or, yeah. or they YouTube it. Well, just like you said, and this this goes to when I was back in school and I wanted to do journalism, it was a completely different entity. Like the journalist, the story I'd want to do, I'd go and talk to a person who really knew about the subject they would send me to another person who knew about the subject and i go to another person and i would get all this feedback and then get my story 
and I'd put it out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did you fact check this? I sure did. I went with this person, this person, this person. Okay, now your story can go out to the world. Nowadays, it's just it's, put it out there. It's first. just put it out there, and then we'll say sorry. And yeah. I know that it, a lot of the people like make fun of like fake news, fake news. It's not really fake news; it's wrong news. Yeah, yeah. and it's people that want to get ahead of everybody they so fast. Yeah. yeah, and if they're right, you know, they're praised for it. Well, yeah. here, here's an example: um, Mac McClure, Robbie's son. He had a groomsman at his wedding that he had never met before. He met him from playing, um, from gaming with him online. So the first time he actually met him face to face was at his wedding. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, so that's, yeah, that's and awesome. So that's that's you know that's a totally you know, and that's what they say. Like if you ask somebody right now, they would have to fly somewhere to meet their mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, and wow, that just so blows a, my mind. Yeah, it's 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 a totally different. Um, so kids, so they don't, they have access to everything so they can fact check you. So you better make sure you have your story straight and all those things. So they have tons of information. What they need and what they really want is they want training. Yeah. So they want to know, I know all the information. Like, can you help me be a better dad, a better yeah. parent? So the questions that they're asking, kids are more into politics. They're more into what's going on because they constantly have it, the information in front of them. They just need help. They don't need help getting information. They need help um, understanding and sorting through so, the information. And that's all colleges. Yeah, I mean, because you don't you don't go to college now to get the information. Yeah, you can get the information sitting on your couch mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, do you think um, that kids today, like teenagers today, don't have the um, role models and the mentors like what maybe we had growing up? I th- I think so. Well, I mean, just the breakdown of the family in general. Kids want. Um, I will say this: when I first became a youth pastor, you kind of you're kind of that cool older brother. Because, and I don't know if I was ever cool, maybe I was just the older brother. And now as I get older, I'm like, man, I'm getting too old for this. But kids really just want a parent. They want yeah. someone to be there. And so in, and so it's easier because it's all you need to do is care about kids. But, like, it's harder to get just a ton of kids to show up. You used to, oh, we're having pizza, and there'd be a bajillion kids show up. Now they have their phones. They don't have to go anywhere to talk to their friends. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to meet in a building. They can sit at home on Snapchat, Instagram, their story. And so, and so that's... Um, that's different. So yeah, I mean, that's why I think they need, they, they do need that more one-on-one time. And a lot of that goes to what you said earlier Mm -hmm. is that our generation has been taught, you know, I say our generation, Mm -hmm. people with teenagers were taught, Hey, your parents were helicopter parents. Do not do that. Mm -hmm. And now we're not doing that. Or some of us aren't doing that. And so now those kids are wanting that. You know, mm-hmm. come in a little closer, yeah. you know, put a little so, more boundaries on me. Some of our listeners, and I'm going to include myself into th- that category, uh, might need a definition of a helicopter parent. Helicopter parent. That's where you will not let your yeah. kids fail. Yeah. Like okay. you're you're there at all times making sure that everything is right for them. Oh, okay. Um, you're not going to get them out of arm's length mm-hmm. per se. So they can't get in trouble. You're they not can't. letting them make their own they're, mistakes. They're not. Yeah, they're not living their life. They're living your life. I see. And there's You're, and that's and I where I see a lot of that too. Even my wife, I'm sure Josh, you do too. At school, it's, um, you know, like well, they have an 89. Why do you know? Why yeah. do they have that? Or you know, can you change this grade? Can you do that? So there's the helicopter parents, and there's like the attack helicopter parents who will, yeah, <laughs> you know, really get on you. And then there's the parents who are the drones. You you know they're there because you, you've seen their kids. You just never see them. So I I, I don't know. I kind of have seen these different. Yeah, you know, I that's the way I categorize them. I try to. I this is probably really cheesy and corny, but I try to tell everybody just be a seven forty seven. They they do their job every day, get their people where they need to be. You don't yeah. be the helicopter parent. You know, just just do what you're supposed to do, and um, and uh, you know, get your kids there. So there's got to yeah. be a good balance there somewhere. Well, I think you've you've said this, and you you said it earlier, but whenever we volunteered here uh, with the youth. The one thing that always stood up to stood out to me was, um, you care about all the kids that are in there. You care about all them, but you'd always say like, my number one job is to get my kids to heaven. Right. Like, you are there for mm-hmm. kids to to help, and that's the one thing about when you talk about helicopter parents and everything like that. Your main job has to be at the end of the day when you leave this earth that you have set yeah. this foundation that you're going to see your kids again. Yeah. And, like, that's always stuck out to me that no matter t-ball, soccer, music, whatever they don't do, the only thing that I really have to worry about is making sure that I see my kid again Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. in heaven. And that's that's my main and, job. And there's a good balance of being a helicopter parent, mm-hmm. like being there for your kid right. and wanting better for your kid. But at some point, it could be enabling your kid. Mm-hmm. So it's being there for them, but not being involved. Not, not they the, need to make no, mistakes. Like not being, yeah. They, yeah. Like, you have to learn like not mistakes. Said, you know, you got that kid that has a 99 average, gets yeah. an 89 on a paper. Yep. And they're at school going, hey, you know, what, or, you know, even a 70 on a paper. And the parents come in, hey, what happened here? You but, know, what, right. what what can he do to be better? And, you and know, that's the thing is I would ask him. Yeah. Like if Logan has a 99 average, he comes in with a 70, like what'd you do? Yeah. It's never. or And it, it could just be a bad day that Logan's having. Yeah. yeah. And, I, but and, that, then, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what did you not prepare for? Yeah. What, what, what was on this that. I would never ever think that I need to go down to right. a school I'm telling and you, say something to to all them. The time. Oh, and I know, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's my, my nephew got out of being a teacher because there were so many. But my, my light bulb moment was a couple of years ago. I was trying to figure things out because I noticed everything has changed, and so I'm like, okay, so what's you know what's going on? And we were talking. I was talking at lunch with a guy named Travis Osborne. He was the Army Ranger that rescued Marcus Luttrell. He not just him. There was a whole host of people, but he spoke at our church. So anyways, he long, long, long story short, I love this story, and I'm sure Josh has probably heard me say this before, but before they would go on their missions, they would write, abandon all hope on the back of their helmets. And so I was asking him one time, I was like, why in the world did you write abandon all hope? Did you, like, you're just, you know, you're probably going to die. It's a dangerous mission. He said, no, he said, hope is not a plan. And so I was like, that's interesting. He said, hope is not a plan. We didn't hope we were going to accomplish our mission. We had trained we had studied, we knew our, you know, we, we knew our, our, our physical bodies were ready to go. We knew our machines, we knew our weapons, we knew our, and so we said, we, we knew that we were going to win it. We didn't hope we won, we were going to. So I was like, all right, God, so how, that's, that's a great thing. Hope is on a plan. And well, and I was reading in Romans and in Romans, it says that we rejoice in our sufferings because suffering creates perseverance, perseverance creates character, and then character creates hope. And I feel like the Lord kind of spoke to me. That's why so many kids today do not have hope. It's because they've never developed. So if you go backwards, they've never developed character. And the reason why they've never de- uh, developed character is because they've never had to persevere. And they've never had to persevere because they never have suffered. And so I don't know if that makes sense or not. And so I think yeah, what happens with a lot of parents is is you don't let your kids suffer. Now, obviously, I'm not saying you slam their you know, hand in the car door, I'm like, you're going to suffer, kid. Um, <laughs> That's going to happen sometimes. You know, like, so yesterday we're walking in the house and Cooper starts, he is, he's afraid of if the alarm goes off, the police are going to show up. So we're walking in the house and he, and he walks in first, dad, the alarm's going off, the alarm's going off. Well, you know, you have 45 seconds. So I'm like, tell him with the code. I'm not going to say my code, um, you know, here, but, and so he's freaking out. I bet I know it. He, he is freaking out. And yeah. so I'm like, Cooper, put in the code. It's real simple. Well, he, he lost it. I mean, he's crying. He, and so I said, now every time, so there's a part of you that just wants to rescue him. I said, Cooper, every time you're going to put the alarm in, you're going to put the code in. Cause what if you walk in and I'm checking the mail and you got to, you know, so yeah. just little things like that. I know that sounds really stupid, but I'm trying to get him used to doing little yeah. things like that. Um, you know, when we were doing our premarital counseling, Sarah and I, the, the counselor said there's, there's kids now that go to college and they literally freak out because they, they have never picked out their own clothes. No. And I know that sounds silly, but there's just some kids who just, they've never, nothing's yeah. ever been difficult in our society. Um, I, I think a great testament to that, if you like, I love the show on Netflix, there's a lot, there's a lot of language in it, but um, Last Chance University, mm-hmm. yeah. if you guys have seen that, to me, that is a testament of kids who have never had to do anything. So they literally can't even like remember to have a piece of paper and their pencil, you know, in college. And so anyways, I don't know, that, that was. You, you know, you mentioned um, the your alarm going off and the yeah. cops coming. Um this is kind of mean, but um, when the kids were little, my kids were little, uh, if it was nighttime and we're driving in the car, like, they're in the back, like, playing with the lights. So, they'll, like, they'll turn on the light or whatever. And I, at one point, like, just to get them to stop, I'm like, if you guys don't stop, if the police see that, they're going to pull us over. <laughs> that I think that's the fear and that every parent puts yeah, into their kids. To kid. this day... If if I'm driving and I need to grab something, and I turn turn the light on. Like they both, they both <laughs> scream. Hit the floor. Like, turn it off. Hurry, hurry. Yeah, I I will say Doug uh, in his he was teaching our men's Bible study on Wednesday night, and he had a great story about, and I, I believe it's millennial, but mm-hmm. there's a kid went to school, became an engineer, went and got a really great job like right out of school, and the guy that was right above him had been at this place forever. Mm-hmm. And he found out that that guy was making more money than him, and he didn't have an engineering degree. And it made the kid mad. And he went to the main boss and said, 
well, hey, he doesn't have an engineering degree. I work to get this engineering degree. I should make as much, if not more, yeah. than him. And he said, well, he has 25 years of experience. He knows this job better than you will until, mm-hmm. you know, you get to that experience. And the kid quit. Like, that's the that's yeah. the world that we're yeah. living in right now, that yeah. this kid has worked that hard to get to that job but doesn't feel like the experience there's an entitlement there yes and it's i've heard in some parts of the country uh, plumbers and electricians are making as much money as as doctors and loggers because they cannot find enough people to do that there was a guy i was talking to saturday cooper had a wrestling banquet and he owns his own plumbing company he said he would double the size of his business he just can't find people to do those jobs and so that's one of the things i really i feel like now i think going to college used to separate you from other people now everybody's i mean you you've you know, you walk through the mall, you can sneeze, and you're gonna hit somebody who has a business management degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And or so that, arts. yeah, or that doesn't, you know, that doesn't necessarily separate you from. from and from, your dad doesn't even use the degree. <laughs> hey, but, I've got know, one so. of those, buddy. <laughs> Not liberal arts, but a degree I don't use. Which I never, I mean, I never thought about all that, you know. So I was like, wow, maybe yeah. my son's gonna be yeah. a plumber. That, it, yeah, make a good, good make a good living. Like the other day, a guy came over and fixed our fireplace. Okay, took him twenty minutes. It would have taken me and my father in law all weekend to figure it out. <laughs> And lots of cussing on his part, but <laughs> 140 bucks, which I gladly paid to get it working. He had like 10 appointments that day, uh, 10, 15. I mean, we, I figured up he was, if he does what he says he did, I mean, he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year fixing yeah. fireplaces. I mean, who would have ever guessed that? Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's the American dream is still alive and well, if you want to go out there and do it. So Doug White also says this working with college people, they're eager for everything, but committed to nothing. And so that's a great, yeah. they're always ready for the next thing. And so. And, and I, I really want to, because there are people that I've talked to, especially as being in the young marrieds, they've kind of gotten out of that spot, but they are millennials. It's not a bash on no. certain things. I'm really, but it's the mentality of how things happen. Like baby boomers, mm-hmm. like they feel like they went through a lot yeah. in their, in their life to get like where they are. And then they see generation X. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, they didn't have to work for anything. Like, but then Generation X feels when they see the next side, like, yeah, man, you guys really. I mean, yeah, the internet right away. I was doing Dewey Decimal Systems, doing yeah. my research reports. I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting there pulling all these books. I had to go to the other library. That's the thing with this generation is that their their teachers have to tell them they have to cite something on their papers other than the internet. The, yeah, and you know, with us, we're we were. If we had the internet, oh, we we at Poto we had three computers, yeah, and each person got like ten minutes, yeah. So we're in there, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to find this, and of course, it's the internet, <laughs> yeah, AOL dialogue, yeah. Like, hurry, hurry! I just I can get three sites. Yep. But, you know, I heard someone say there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, and I think that that Generation Z they have they have so much access to information. I think they have a lot of knowledge. They don't necessarily have the wisdom sometimes to put that knowledge into practice, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it's hard. How do you respect and feel like your grandma has anything to say to you when she doesn't even know how to, you know, work her phone or no. plug in her TV yeah. or, you know, listen, you know, oh, you should listen to a CD or whatever. So, you know, it's easy for them to think, well, what do you have to offer me when you don't even understand, you know, yeah. you don't understand. Yeah, it's it, my mom. She can't she has a flip phone still that she can't figure out. Like how to, you know, if you send her a text, I mean, it's never going to get answered because yeah. she doesn't know how to do it. But, and she, it's just how the world is. But going back to our young Mary's class, we have the kids in there. There are social workers in there. There are nurses. There are people like still in school to become, you know, even higher educated. And I'm just sitting there like, you guys are so far ahead of me at this point in the game that I wish I could go back to how, how and you they don't are. realize it. They don't no. realize it. No. And, but they are, they, they do have that knowledge. They have it all mm-hmm. at their fingertips of, and like I've tell Robbie, I'm like I am so jealous of our young marrieds yeah. because they all they have their heads on their shoulders mm-hmm. first off, and they're wonderful parents and just really smart and to see. And like Robbie and I had to wait to try to have to have kids because we didn't think we were at that point. So it's yeah. Do you advise them all to uh, to become plumbers? I will now. <laughs> Man. If I got, I mean, if anybody says like we're I'm thinking about a a career change, I'm like, look, listen. 
<laughs> Here's the thing about plumbers. plumbers. If if you become a plumber, it's going to be a long while before the robots learn how to become plumbers. <laughs> That's so <laughs> true, man. And they have to be, you know, they can't get wet. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to get the robots. So you think this is what people felt like when, like, TV was coming out and all that? You know, like, like man, yeah. what's next? You yeah. know, you think, oh, wow, I, that's probably what Color it, TV. Oh, yeah. I, I bet. <laughs> I bet when. Have you ever heard Doug's story about color television? Like, his family only had black and white TV, and, like, some person, like, came over to their house to talk to him, and, I mean,. Doug's like our age, you know? Yeah. I mean, so he should have had a color TV his whole life. Yeah. But his dad just didn't do it. And then, like, the guy just brought him a color television. And they were like, oh, my God. This is amazing. And this has to be, like, the late 80s, early 90s yeah. to get it. And they said the bulbs went out. And so they just put the black and white TV back on top. And then the guy came back over. He's like, I'll get you another color TV and brings it back up. But I wonder how many households were like that. Had a broken TV. Mine was or like that. A new a TV, TV on sitting, top of the other TV. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, we definitely, we definitely did. With an ambition to turn it into a fish tank. Mm, yes, <laughs> I, I can remember every. My mom was a secretary at Dell City High School, and in spring break, like we didn't have a VCR because they cost so much money. But on spring break, she could just check one out and then take it back when school's. Oh my! That week was like <laughs> headed to Bob's video. <laughs> Me and my sister, we get like five videos and watch those, and then take them back and get more. That was the greatest thing ever. Now, did the I, VCR? Did the tape pop up on top? No, it was well because we had one of those. I, yeah. I think ours was a, ours was a slide in. Yeah, not not the pop up top. That's funny, man. I miss those. I love I love being able to go to the library and check out videotapes. Did you guys ever check out videotapes at the library? We no. we had a Bob's video card. It was oh. over there on we Sunny went Lane. To Blockbuster. Yeah, see, well, my parents my parents didn't want to pay for the rentals, so <laughs> we had to go to the library. Hey, speaking of, uh, Family Video now sells CBD, so maybe that's their plan to stay in business. <laughs> Are you <laughs> really? kidding me? I saw that on their sign. Of that. Well, there we go. I did that's... notice we have a dispensary across the street from yes. the church now. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, uh, you got to establish a good relationship with uh, those folks, <laughs> Ryan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm the youth pastor over here. <laughs> Just uh, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of my students over here. So. Oh man! Well, hey, you know what? Ryan uh, forgot about this, and it's late, so I'm sure he was already ready for bed, and he went ahead and made his way out here anyway. So we're going to go ahead and wrap and this I, one up. And I feel really bad about that. Too. Don't feel bad I about didn't it. Forget, I just was working on. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got, dude. You've got a lot. You're you teaching are teaching kids about AIDS tomorrow. Ooh, t- well, fill us in. Like, hit, hit us with a little don't bit. Don't get it. <laughs> like acquired is, immune deficiency syndrome? Yeah. The ba- It used to be funny, and it is, because whenever I walk into Walmart, I always see somebody, like, there's the AIDS guy, which was really funny until my son started asking me, what's the AIDS guy? <laughs> so anyways, okay, I'll tell you the most awkward story ever. <laughs> Wait, is it the guy that taught AIDS or what? <laughs> most awkward story ever. About the third year I was teaching this, I'm at a high school football game, and this girl is in line with her dad, and she turns around and goes, Dad, that's the guy that teaches me AIDS every, or, yeah, that's the guy that teaches me sex every Tuesday. And and I was like, Whoa. actually, it's abstinence class, and so that was, <laughs> that was pretty awkward when, on a Friday night. When Ryan said, hey, it's the AIDS guy, like, the the first thing that popped in my head was, Ryan, you got to stop wearing that Magic Johnson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Magic Johnson shirt when that when all that happened. My yeah. mom, I remember my mom's and my dad setting me down, hey, son, we're not sure you can wear this shirt for a while. Like, do you guys? You, yeah. I mean, it was, oh, it yeah. was a big deal. It was a real it was big, a big deal. deal. I, mean, it, 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 I mean, it was new back in the 90s. I mean, this was yeah. like 92. To, and then Tommy uh, Morrison, Tommy the Gun, oh, I Tommy, the, Tommy gun. the Duke. But that's the yeah. thing is, the, the one thing about medical um, technology and everything, like moving fast, they've now gotten to where, I mean, you get, you know, you're, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost the, whatever it is, like the immunity, the immune cell, the yeah. white blood cells, that's what it is. Like they can come back and just, you can live with it instead of getting to the point of AIDS. Like yeah. it's, at least that's happened. What I've know? learned is AIDS is not the scary one. Things like HPV, those are the ones oh. that everybody gets. Everybody. <laughs> that, that that was one of the things that kept me away from uh, growing up. I, the, I was really always scared about STDs. Mm-hmm. I mean that that yeah. when people would like when you talk to schools and everything like I remember somebody coming to our school and talking to us and being like get this STD and they, yeah, I mean it's, look at it, this picture it's bad and I was like well I don't want to do that <laughs> to get to that and you're gonna turn out like me kid <laughs> yeah. can I tell you my favorite story <laughs> yeah, yes 
I hope this is okay. Yeah, go say. for it. Okay. If it's not okay, we'll cut it out. So me, and, never get me and Doug were teaching this class to eighth grade. This is back when it was just abstinence. Now it's it's different. But anyways, so back then we would actually show a slideshow of all the STDs, which is always exciting because we would take you know over under on how many kids would pass out or throw up. So it was pretty <laughs> funny. I mean, it was here is the picture of what it looks like. So this kid, we're like, any more questions? The littlest kid, and there's about 50 kids in this class, all boys. He raises his hand. He goes, can you get an STD for masturbation? And so me and Doug look at each other and we're like, we're going to have fun with this. And so I'm like, oh, absolutely. And it gets completely quiet in that room. <laughs> and then after about 15 seconds, I'm like, I'm just joking. And this is all you heard. <sighs> <laughs> That's just things scare you as, mm. as you're a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many things that, that hit you in different ways. Like there's a lot of the world that, that comes out there the that's ignorance. terrifying. Yeah. Could you guys Scares imagine you. though, I mean, this is, I mean, could you imagine having a cell phone back when we were teenagers? Man. Oh, I've told I Robbie. Mean, dude. I I mean, I lo you have to give Logan one eventually, but I'm just like yeah. you are giving this That's what Aubrey's got a she's got a phone, but it it doesn't work as a phone. It works basically as an iPad. She can FaceTime on it, she can text on it, but she can't call people basically. And that's all she can't do. So we have restriction on it. Well, for the last for all day today, Holly's been trying to remember the restriction password so she can download some game app. Yeah. Because if it's, you know, if it's rated for over like eight years old, they're not going to let you download it without yeah. the restriction code. We don't know what the code is. You don't think that Aubrey figured it out and then changed it, do you? Well, if she did, then she doesn't know it either. Because they have spent all day long trying to, like, if you mess it up so many times, you're kicked out for 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. She's been kicked out for 60 minutes probably oh. six times today. It's not 6464? Six, four, six, four? It's not. It's <laughs> not. That's I've tried it. I got home and I went 6464, six, four, and it logged me out for 60 minutes. So I'm <laughs> Thanks, like, Dad. I'm We've been gonna... waiting for you to get home all day. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Well, thank you guys for joining us again on the Big Boy Pants Podcast season, Trace. And uh, we just appreciate our guest, Ryan Summers, for coming out here, getting out of bed, He's got a big week of talking AIDS to uh, to students <laughs> and, you know, getting them prepared for the world, Generation Z, and we just really appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, thanks very it's much, Ryan. Honor. That was a good conversation. Good conversation. A great conversation. Very informative. I still can't believe I cried. You cried? You did. I really, those were and real I, tears. I, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you cut that out, no, I won't. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> Butterfly kisses. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, that's a wrap. Hey, you know what song gets me before we cut? Yeah. Is a... Uh, Holes in the floor of heaven. No, yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's yeah. a that's a that's a, a heartbreaking song. You know, <sighs> what song makes you cry, Ryan? One more day by Lone Star. Man. Oh, oh, yeah, man. yeah, man, that's, that's a good a one. Good Lone Star gets a is lot. Is that of a people. death song or is that a breakup song? One more Sometimes day. a breakup is death, Ryan. <laughs> it can be one and the same. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Whatever suffering whatever you speaks want. to you. Hey, the other day, Matt Conway's pitching to our kids. And he he throws one and the kid swung and it wasn't a good pitch and Matt goes hey it's me it's not you, and I said that's what you used to used to tell your girlfriend so I didn't realize he used to date one of the moms of one of the kids. No. <laughs> oh. She's she's like yep. <laughs> it was you. All right. Well, this is Keith Heron, Josh Jackson, Carrie Shuck, Ryan Summers, Big Boy Pants Podcast. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye.